simple steps to faith walk. Many people believe that being saved means that you have to give up everything you think is fun or that your life has to change overnight. Our faith walk is a journey that begins with a simple step. A personal journey to the best love affair you will ever experience. A love affair that focuses on relationship, not rules or criticisms. I want to break down this love affair through applying biblical principles in a practical way. So I invite you to take this walk with me and share it with anyone you want to experience a selfless, active, unconditional love. Join me in unlocking the simple steps. Wow, this topic is so hot. We've had to talk about it for three weeks straight. This is so exciting. And, you know, uh, we're talking about love. And it's something that we experience daily, I would mm. hope, because that's what God mm. tells us to do, to love. But how mm. do we love in a healthy way? A healthy, um, yeah, how do we love in a healthy way? And so today we're going to be going into all of the things that are taboo, quote unquote taboo in church. Mercy. But there's a scripture, Pastor Chris, that. Um, I think we should start with, it's of course in Corinthians, because Corinthians is like the go-to place to talk about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. To understand mm -hmm. relationships and within context. And it says, do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm -hmm. I mean... It's really hard, especially now when this younger generation, um, and I guess in my generation, we experience it to some extent. I have always been a very conservative. I was a tomboy. But in a generation where women feel like nakedness is empowerment and, mm. you know, our body doesn't, it, it, we can show it to the whole world. It's, it's you know, some, some think it's liberating. Um mm. How do we really explain our body as a temple and, and what it means to preserve it, to show reverence to it and respect because it's a temple for God? Why is mm. that so important? Mm. Well, 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 first of all, hey, everybody. First of all, um, you know, when we think about the concept of a temple, you know, we have to, we have to kind of just think for a second and, and picture what a temple is. Uh, the temple was where, you know, man met God because it was the, it was the, the geographic location. It was the place where, you know, when God came out of heaven, where he would come and spend time with people, right? Uh, so the temple was where man would go to worship and it's where man, where God would come down to meet. And, you know, and this, this whole idea, this concept, the thought that we are now God's temple, it says that God comes and he, he, relate, he comes and he's with us and he's in us. He sees our flesh, our body, as a place that he wants to dwell. And uh, the thing about it is like the temple, because it was a place where God used to come to me to keep it clean. They would, you know, it would have to be in pristine condition, can't be dirty, dust it every day, clean it every day, wash it every day. It had to be pure because God is pure, you know, because God is holy. Because he's excellent, it had to be an excellence. Uh, and if, if you are going to have a relationship with God, you have to keep your mind, you have to keep your body clean, 
and holy because he is a clean and holy God. We, we seem to think that we can have a relationship with God because God knows we're dirty. God knows we get trouble. God knows we, so we can come as we are to God uh, and be and stay as we are, kind of a thing. And the Bible is saying here, now remember that you're a temple. So you have to clean yourself up. You have to be welcoming to God. A lot of people are having are not having good relationship with God because they're not taking care of themselves. What even what they eat, what they watch, you know what they do. If I can just say, this is verse nineteen that you read, but uh, I know you're getting into this juicy stuff today. Verse eighteen says, uh, "Here's the context in which he's even talking about it. He's saying, flee from sexual immorality, right? Mm-hmm. And sexual immo- Im- sexual immorality is." Sex outside of marriage, okay? Sex at the wrong time, outside of marriage, right? Or a married person having sex with somebody else that is not married to. Um, and, and he says, clearly, listen to this. Every other sin that we commit is outside the body. You know, like we might be something on it. Uh, but, but sexual immorality is a person actually sins against the body. So when you, when, when you get into sexual stuff where you're touching people and people touching you, there's like this spiritual trespass and in that it dirties and it defiles the temple uh, i know it's hard, it's hard for me to say all of this because it feels like oh my god is that what was you know uh, but that's actually what the bible is saying is happening you know god wants to have a relationship with you uh but when you engage in something in inappropriate relationships with other people it messes things up so the body is important you know we may not be thinking about our body parts are spiritually significant and important. But the Bible is telling us, no man, your, your entire body is, especially your, your entire body and your private parts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it must, be, it, it must be kept holy and pure and nobody mustn't trespass. If it belongs yeah. to God, it can't belong to other people. So, you know, when we talk about our body, mm-hmm. though, we, we, I think people don't understand that we're talking about our whole person and our whole person yeah. involves our mind or our mm-hmm. physical body Absolutely. or spirit. Absolutely. But before we get into that, I want to talk about dating because before we get to that intimate or physically intimate stage of our relationship, mm-hmm. I would hope mm-hmm. that there would be dating, right? And so from a that practical person... Right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I would hope that they be dating. And um, I want to talk about dating in a practical way. So if we decide that whether we're a Christian or not, right, let's talk about before, whether we're a Christian or not. If we love ourselves and we respect ourselves, there has to be a process of getting to know somebody. There has to be a process of deciding that I want to let that person into my personal space. What does that look like? So even if, um, b- before we even get to like any type of physical intimacy conversation, if I'm getting to know somebody, uh, what are some of the safe ways to get, to be able to do that? Mm, okay. Um, well, let me just say this um, to all of those who, okay, so I'm the pastor, so I'm going to tell you what the Bible, the Bible is saying, right? Uh, you know, in the Bible, there's really, there's really no example or paradigm for dating. It, you know, what, what, when, you know, people got to adulthood or somebody was age ready to, to be married, um, it would move from a desire to a decision. Like a man say a woman is a, is a you know, a, a king ready for a wife, they make a decision. Uh, so they would make a decision and then they would become betrothed, right? Or court. So 
somebody would see a pretty girl like Catherine and they would say, I like her, I want to marry her. And so we hold on. So, so they may have before been around, they may have prayed, they may have, but they didn't pretend to be married. They didn't do anything married people do. Uh, and, and in the Bible, for the most part, it doesn't say much about uh, what happens before. What we do know is that they're enough to make a decision. Uh, there was a fast decision. And a lot of these marriages were, were, were arranged uh, where the, 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 the male made a decision, I like that girl, went to his parents and said, can you arrange it? Mm -hmm. Of course, sometimes a father saw a girl and said, I'm going to arrange it for my son or a mother, right? But uh, the point is, uh, the, 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 the Bible really doesn't talk too much about dating. It doesn't offer, give us, um, and say, you know what, you must go test out and, you know, because you don't want to buy a pussy in a bag, you want test it out first and taste it first and bite it first and like you go down the instant market and you feel up on you before you buy. Um, you know, the, the, the Bible has a whole different idea of find out if it's God's will, find out if it's your parents' will, and if it's good to be done, then we will do it. So that offers a little bit enough for us to answer your question. What is a safe way coming from this biblical, uh, you know, paradigm and mindset I would just say a few things. I would say, first of all, when you're getting to know somebody, uh, don't do it in private. You see, a lot of us, what we do is we do this dating in private thing where we, you know, dating is like a man and a woman going out in the night. They go out when it's dark. A man takes a woman out from, without her friends, without her father, without her brothers around, right? Without her male friends and takes this girl by herself and makes her feel really, really good in the night, tells her how pretty she is, promises her stuff, has a, makes her laugh, and, it, and they go off to be alone, which is what dating is. Dating is, let's go off to be private to get to know each other, right? And, and to me, that is not the way it should be done. If you're going to get to know someone, then get to know, get to know them in friendship and in a public setting. Do it in public. Right? A part of the problem is we think that uh, to get to know somebody, we have to do it in private. Right? So that person can show you whatever they want to show you. And that person can take you away from all of those who would show you stuff, maybe see things you can't, you, you, you're not looking at. Right? So friendship in public, I would say, is the way you want to do it. And then another thing is, uh, it's the best way to do it. Another thing is, uh, drawing from the, the biblical uh, models, um, you would want to get, the, get some people involved. I'm talking parents, aunties, uncle, you know, mentors, people that, to help guide you in it, right? Uh, somebody that can talk sense into your head. You know, we have, there are so many stories in the Bible about some of the, the, the wonderful relationships were orchestrated, not just by the people, the man and the woman, but by those that surrounded them and those that helped them. You know, I think, Every woman, every, you know, bachelorette should have a man covering her, you know, and literally giving her away. You know, a lot of girls, what they do is they run from that door and they want to get to know the man by himself. And, and all. But, but, but I think it should be that um, how to do it safely, you know, is to have some other people involved in your decision, have some other people involved in the process, you know, uh, 
and, and have some parameters and some guardrails and some guidelines in your life, some principles and some standards for what you are not going to do and what you're going to do, what questions you're going to get answered satisfactorily before you get married. You know, we run into the private dark place, we fall and lick our head in love, mm-hmm. and then we don't know what to do with ourselves. We get so weak in the knees, we can hardly think, right? Yeah. Lose our control. <laughs> That's all. Um, so, so we really trap ourselves and get ourselves in a, in a bad place before we should, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in Jamaica. Absolutely, especially all over. It's not just Jamaica. And, you know, we talk mm. about dating in the right way, <coughs> doing it publicly. Because, of course, when we get to those places of privacy, um, it can lead to other things. And so mm-hmm. understanding and having reverence for our bodies, understanding, um, you know, what God intended sex to be is also important. And so... When we, I want to talk about um, unpacking the implications of sex. So I wish that I understood the psychological implications, the physical mm. implications, the spiritual implications from way long ago. And the truth of the matter is, I wish I could say I was still a virgin. Um, what I do also... Um, want to acknowledge is the fact that we can always choose to be celibate after, right? It's going to be harder, especially if you know what it is like to, to be physically intimate with somebody, but, you know, to be driven by what's more important is, is also something that we have to make a decision about. Uh, so I want you to talk about, you, you love to talk about spiritually transmitted diseases, uh you know yeah there's lots of physical things that we can we we can be concerned about pregnancy stds um there's so many physical implications that many of us are aware of but i would love for you to talk to us about those those stds that are the spiritually transmitted diseases Mm, mm, mm. okay okay so 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 the sexual act um you know really is you know i can't go through all the scriptures but the point is the bible says it causes you to become one, it causes you to belong, it causes there to it causes you to be tied up spiritually, to be glued spiritually. And then uh, there are spiritually transmitted diseases. I'm talking about symptoms, uh, not just in our body, symptoms in our mind and our emotions, just as Catherine are saying, that are evidences. Um, you know, that, that are and 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 we have these problems that are evidenced, sorry, by how we feel and things we do. You know, let, let, let me just list a couple for you. Because some of you may be going through some of these right now, uh, and you say, oh, it's because of my past, and I'm in a relationship now, and I'm still dealing with some of these things because of my past. Uh, a lot of persons live with guilt and regret, uh, you know, because, because they, they, they loved something when it was happening, but they hate it now mm-hmm. because it was wrong. It was a defilement of themselves, and they didn't realize that what they loved then, they could hate now, that they could hate later. Because I loved it when I loved him, but I hate it now that I don't love him anymore. And they, okay. Another one is so, so, some persons deal with low self-esteem. I'm talking both men and women, you know. I um, mean, you know, I said, I thought that doing that and giving myself was going to make me feel better but, about myself. But now I actually don't feel, I feel worse about myself. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel ugly, I feel undesirable. 
just because I gave myself and then now there's a breaking and we're not together or something, you know. Some people, they're, one of the big ones, you know, is, is this false pride um, where some people get trapped into this thing where, you know, like a male would say, you know, I'm a bedroom bully. I'm a, I, I, I'm a this in bed and I do this and I do that. And, and, and a false sense of pride based on how we perform there. And a, and a woman um, attaches her self-worth to, to how good it was and how good she made him feel and, uh, did he come back for more uh, and these kind of things? And, and, and there's a lot of false pride that um, actually comes with a very, very deep dive downwards. Another one um, is, is, is separation. You know, a lot of persons, they don't realize, you know, till it's too late that, I'm, I'm, that they're impulsively, impulsively drawn away from God. And they say, why is it that I am so uncomfortable in church when I'm so comfortable in these in a bar or I'm so comfortable in these hangout I'm so comfortable in dark places I'm so comfortable being out and with noise around me but I'm not comfortable just spending time with God is there something wrong with me why I just can't seem to get into the presence of God meanwhile God is trying to draw you to him you're running from church and you're you know it's because a lot of you are dealing with like another one is nostalgia dreams uh, you know, obsessions and with, of thoughts in the past that are consuming your present, right? And some of you, you're married and, you know, intimacy with your spouse and you're thinking about somebody from the past because there's this uh, very real issue of remembrance and what them did do you and what did happen to you. And a lot of these things, it's like we take it with us and it is a result. I just, let me just give you, almost finish here. Uh, the, the, one of the worst ones is, what, what psychologists call the, 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 the divorce stress syndrome, where some people got so deep in a relationship, sexually and intimately, and then there is this breaking, and the relationship ends, and they feel like some, so, someone died because the relationship died, and they feel like something died inside of them. And a lot of people, Catherine, have panic attacks and uh, deal with, uh, grief, uh, insomnia, even some physical pains attached to the fact that they were in a re relationship. It now, it now go on again, and it, it's because there was a deep sexual attachment. Right, almost finished here. Um, emotional and mental confusion. A lot of people are confused. Right, thoughts, feelings, pulling them in all directions. They lack focus in their career. A lot of people. What going on with them is that. They were in some relationships that, have, that were too deep, too intimate, spiritually, spiritual attachments made, and now they're not in the relationship anymore and they're, they're broken. Last one, uh, dissatisfaction in marriage. You know, some people are with people they love, them just don't love the sex because them, so it's what I call sex expectations have been built and established and they haven't gotten healing from it. Uh, and it really is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue, mm -hmm. not just a sexual issue. It's a spiritual issue that is causing an emotional and mental uh, thing. And now you're married and you like you love the person. You all have kids and things are just not the way. And it's because of the past, because of what you allowed in. So these things are scary. A lot of persons, a lot of you may be going through some of these things and you know, you need to realize that it's, a, it's connected to 
defiling the temple. It's connected to sexual connection, sexual intimacy uh, with persons that when you should not have and persons you should not have. And uh, it needs, they need to be dealt with. You know, you do need healing. So we talk about, I mean, like I say, let's just be real. You know, a lot of us from, you know, we were younger, maybe we were, like I said, you know, we, were, we didn't have the type of relationship that we wanted to, or some of us still don't have the relationship that we want to with God to, to understand these principles. We feel it. We have the emotions. We go through mm. the turmoil um, because, you know, all those things that you talked about, guilt, regrets. Yes, Lord, why did I do that? Why did I go be with that person? You know, mm. when you have the rejection now of them not calling or not showing up or not being there anymore, then you start to feel like, was it me? What did I do? You start to question yourself, mm. um, have the insecurities and the low self-esteem. Um, you know, and then of course, like you said, that, that false sense of pride with the girls, oh, I got the good, good. He keeps coming back. All the ones mm-hmm. from 20 years ago that still calling, you know, after they're married, you, you mm-hmm. have this false sense of pride. Um, you know, but you're right. That separation, that separation from God, because again, guilt, a different kind of guilt, you know, um, I knew I shouldn't have done it in the first place. I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to develop a relationship with you and I know that this is not what you want. Um, the nostalgia, the, 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 the breaking up, the divorce, the divorce stress syndrome. Mm. I didn't even realize there was a name for it. Um, mm. And I think for me, that's what happened to me. You know, I, I was in a relationship that I knew I never have any business in in the first place. And God made sure that I felt mm. everything. I felt like I went through literal divorce, um alimony like <laughs> everything and um child support you know everything. like literally yes. everything and but for me that was my breaking point where god say all right you tried it your way now it's time for mm. you to do it my way and um that emotional and mental confusion until it got to the point where i was literally on my face in a bathroom at my house in new york mm with my Bible in one hand, my computer in the other, because at that time, I never have no tablet or anything like that. So that's where my worship music was. And I was mm. on my face crying. And I said, okay, yeah. like, no, you need to just remove me from this situation. You just need to take complete control of my life. And you just need mm. to remove me from this situation. But not everybody's going to have that experience. And so what are the practical ways that we can now release ourselves of these t- soul ties? Because that's what they are. And how do we know practically try not to keep making the same mistake again. Mm, mm. Okay. Well, first of all, here's how you, here's how you can release spiritually something that has happened, right? Uh, understanding fully well that the emotional and the mental will follow. First, you have to do like what you did, Catherine, is to acknowledge. Acknowledge that this is, that this is a problem, right? Acknowledge this is a problem. Acknowledge that you should not be, you should not have gone there before. You should not have been in that relationship, maybe, right? So, um, so acknowledge the, the 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 sin, the error, and then repent, right? You have to make a decision after you acknowledge it to say, "I go in another direction. I'm going another direction. I'm going to try this differently, just like you said, Catherine. I don't read that way. I'm going to try a different way. Where I, I, if I do get in another relationship, I'm doing it another way." My relationship with God comes first. That's repenting, turning the other direction. 
Uh, one really big one, this is a spiritual action you, activity you can do, is re to renounce. Uh, renouncements, I'll give you a few examples off the top of my head, but renouncing is actually saying and speaking uh, over everything that you said and did back then. Right? You know, so some, some of us know, when you were back into that relationship and you was in it, you said some things. Yeah. You said, this belong to you and whose is it and who's your daddy and <laughs> how you not, how you, you not love, you not love nobody like, 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 I won't love anybody like I love you and am I thing that and give me the thing and you said a lot of stuff about ownership and about giving yourself up. Yes. You said a lot of stuff you won't do. You pledged yourself, you gave yourself uh, and you and you, you, you surely said some stuff. So, so, so what you want to do spiritually is you want to renounce, denounce, or renounce and say, and say, you know, I, I do not belong to that man. My body belongs to God. You know, stay woman. <laughs> I, do, I do not belong to that woman. Uh, I do not, I will not go back there. You know, that re this relationship has ended and I don't want it anymore. You know, I am free. Any declaration you can find that is in agreement with what God is saying about you now, you need to say it. So anything you said before, like, you, you know, in Belant or something like, I'll never love another. You say, I will love again. I will be pure. I will be, you know, ch you know chaste or, you know, I will be, you know, uh, you know, beautiful, you know, in the presence of my God. You know, I am, I belong to God. All of these kind of as much statements as you can make in renouncing what you've done and statements you can make about who you are in God and say them to yourself, say them to yourself every day until you believe it because there is a spiritual transaction taking place and your mind and your emotions will need to catch up with that decision that you have made. Yeah. You know, um, so that is how you can break some of the bonds you know, that's how you can bring healing to your life. Uh, in relation to, you know, well, what, what can you do now? Um, I, I mean, I can give you, I can tell you four things. Um, what, what to do now in, ask me the question again, so I can make sure I answer the, exactly how you want to answer. So in a practical way, how do we not make the same mistakes again? <laughs> okay. yeah, I think one of the things that you always talk about is, um becoming you know focus on who we want to become and who god has called mm -hmm. us to become and focusing mm -hmm. on our relationship with him and loving him to the mm -hmm. extent that we are we love him more than we want the other things in our life we want yeah. to please him more than we want the other things in our life and mm -hmm. you know whether we are a, a, a christian or not i think everybody can appreciate that or we should be able to appreciate that God wants what's best for us. And so it's not even about not being able to do things. It's about doing them the right way so that we don't feel all of these things. We don't feel mm. guilt. We don't feel the loneliness. We don't feel the rejection. We don't feel all of those things, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, to, to, to your point, what you described was a pursuit mm -hmm. of a new relationship, you know? I generally... I mean, I, I preach this and I preach acknowledge, repent, renounce. And then I said the last one, I didn't say it today, forgive me. And it is make a new covenant, like make a new agreement. Basically what I'm saying is enter into a new relationship, not with somebody else, but with God first, you know, um, where you are chasing after God, 
you know, where you're chasing after purpose, where you're looking for his acknowledgement, where you're looking for his love, where you push to be satisfied by him spiritually. You know, in the same way you used to, a man would have run down a woman or a woman would run down a man or, or really pour into that relationship. Yes, we can run down. That's the only, only quote-unquote man we're supposed to run down as a woman. Right, exactly. So, so if you're a woman, run down God. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're a man, chase after him. Let him be a priority. You know, and all the things, you know, all things that, anything that will draw you closer to God. Same way you used to sit down on the phone late with a man and, or with a woman and same way you used to want to be alone with them. Same way you wanted to learn as much as you could about them. Same way you wanted to be around people that like them or that were associated with them. It's the same thing you must do, right? Mm-hmm. Be in passionate pursuit of God. And as you do that, you'll find a, a new focus in life, a new purpose in life. And I'm promising you, in the presence of God and in the things that we do to pursue God, like reading the Bible, you know, intimacy with God, reading, uh, worshiping, you know, uh, and, and studying the word and so forth, uh, we find healing there. Some of you are saying, well, I want to be healed. I believe in time and in God, all of your wounds will be healed. All of your brokenness, uh, you will become whole in the presence of God, in worship, in reading the Bible, you know, in serving others, in loving others, uh, you know, in when you find God, you, you grab him and you, you push for a relationship with him and then you'll find the healing. Then you'll find that you are healed and ready for another relationship, for the next relationship, for the God relationship with that person that would come and, and um, that God would send to you. Well, I think this is a perfect way to end this season because this is how we started. You know, we started talking about relationship. We started talking about who God is, what he represents and what he wants from us, which is just for us to love him, you know, to have a relationship with him. It's not about religion. And even though we talked about a lot about scriptures, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible for, for us is a guide to life. It's not about religion. It's about understanding um, having a roadmap already there, you know, why would you spend time running around? And I wish, I wish I knew that the Bible was really a guide to life. There's nothing that is in the Bible that nothing that we could experience today. That's not, that's not already in the Bible mm-hmm. in a practical, mm-hmm. meaningful way, not even in an overly spiritual religious way, right, in a right, very right. practical, meaningful way. I mean, who would have ever thought that being unequally yoked was talking about two ox? really mm, mm, you know mm-hmm. um but it's so it's so practical the way that it's illustrated that it makes sense to us you know in terms of not being not being unbalanced and not you know moving in different directions and so i think that if nothing else that you take away from this entire season or even this episode it's really about being in passionate pursuit of God's presence mm. and his purpose for us. And when we seek his presence, then we'll automatically know what our purpose is mm. um, because mm. we're focused now on becoming, becoming who God created us to be. And, and which really means living in victory, you know, living yeah. in a way Absolutely. that is total victory. It's embracing who we are, loving who we are, owning who we are and walking in that in that mm. purpose and walking in that in that plan that he has for our lives who wouldn't mm. want to live like that you know we mm. talked about 
biblical principles of money. And it's like, how do you not want to maximize the ability to be able to give? How do you not want to maximize the ability to, to be able to live in a way that, that, that God intended for us to live? You know, uh, there, there are just so many things that we, we were able to touch on this, this season because we, what we really tried to do was to talk about all the things that are the sore points for people wanting to become a Christian or to, to mm-hmm. own that relationship with God because, oh, we're not ready yet or there are too many restrictions around it. And so mm-hmm. we really hope that and pray that this, this entire season helps you to understand that this is all about relationship and it's not about religion. It's about getting to know the God that created us, the God that wants to have relationship with us, who loves us more than anything that we could possibly imagine mm-hmm. and, and truly has a life laid out for us that we can't even fathom. If we would mm-hmm. just give him a chance to, to come in and say, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to be an active part of my life. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. you to love me the way that you created me for you to love me mm-hmm. and for me to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would really love PC for us to, to, to really close by giving people the opportunity that have never asked Jesus to be a part of their life and have welcomed mm-hmm. God into their heart to... This is so emotional for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to let him in, you know? So yeah. I really ask for you to give us your last words and then close with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's pray, you know, and as we pray, uh, just pray along with me, you know, uh, again, it, it really is simple steps. There are really some simple steps to, to God. God, is, God did the big, the, the big, tough, hard work of, of dealing with sin and paying for sin. And, you know, he, he's not saying, no, you have to come pay for it. You have to come string up on a cross. You have to, come, have to beat it out to you or anything. You know, really and truly, God is saying, I've done all the tough work. I've, I've loved you enough for you to just come to me now. Uh, and if God is saying, if you open up your heart, I will come to you. So let's pray together. And uh, when we finish, you just just say amen. You know, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we could sit and talk about you and talk about having relationship with you. Father God, we don't want religion. We don't want to get stuck in any kind of a traditional, uh, you know, religion or belief system that is anything outside of relationship, Father God. Uh, We want relationship with you. God, we believe that you're there, you know, and um, we believe you created us. And we believe that if we can have relationship with you, if that is possible, we want a relationship with you. Father, thank you uh, for teaching us the simple steps towards just being in the right place before you, Lord God. Uh, We ask you now, Lord God, to, to come and live with us. Father God, we want to fall in love with you. We want to see you. We want to get to know you, Lord God. Uh, you know, we want to have, you know, strong relationship with you. We want to have experiences with you. We want our faith to grow, Lord God. And, um, you know, we want to, to even tap into purpose and we want a, a deeper meaning uh, and reason for living. Oh, God, please. Mm. Father, 
we say today, we want you to come and live in our life, to come and be a part of our life, live in our heart, be a part of our life. Please, Father God, come and be with us, Lord God. So we open our heart to you. We pray that you would continue to work on us. Uh, Lord God, you'd continue to strengthen us, continue to teach us, Lord God. And our commitment today is that we will keep uh, taking simple steps towards you, you know, uh, away from who we used to be, away from the life we used to live and away from living for ourselves, Lord God. We will start living for you and allow you to be our Lord and uh, to lead us in the right way. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We want relationship with you and we thank you that we can have a strong and a better relationship with you. Help us, Lord God, to find a church, to find people that will surround us in our world that are doing the same thing so that we can have company in it and that we can have, you know, be strengthened in it because of who is around us and we can find guidance and so forth. Lord God, I pray that you bless everybody that has been watching that you'd bless all the listeners and the viewers, those that have been following. Lord God, bless them, oh God, please, in a very, very special and powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Chris. This has been a wonderful journey, and I'm so grateful that it has, it has. you have agreed mm-hmm. to take you agreed to take it with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a joy. It's a joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks everybody for joining us. For those of you that didn't get a chance to listen to the previous episodes, I encourage you to go back and do so at any time.